What's up, BBB family? It's your girl, Ebony Real. And yes, it's the real Ebony here with my co-host. It's your girl, Millie J. I hope y'all got y'all venties ready. Make sure y'all got them venties full because we finna pour it out. Here at Venties Venting and Vibing, we aspire to provide a non-judgmental and safe platform for all. Our platform is designed to rebuild communities all over the world. Where each community will come together to blend into one big village. We would love for y'all to join the VVV family. So follow on all platforms and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Any real what's in your venti? Millie J, I got some truly extra pineapple orange punch in my venti tonight. And I also have a little bit of some uh, Moscato. Okay, okay. Millie J, what's in your venti? I got the same as you. I got a little bit of Moscato in that cup. Period. Period. I'm feeling nice on this Tuesday. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. We record on Tuesdays, my bad. <laughs> yeah. It's, this is not going to drop on a Tuesday, but we record on Tuesdays. So, anyway, what are we talking about tonight? What's on the agenda? Well, we are talking about cultures, but... Like, not just like cultures, but like blended blending families as well, mm-hmm. and what that what kind of looks like. Mm. So, what do you think about that? Well, so I know a lot about blending families, but I'm real curious about like your blended family. So first, oh, of all, let's start off with so what what is your husband like his nationality? She put me in a, in the hot seat <laughs> early, yeah. Okay, so my husband is black and Filipino. Mm-hmm. And me? Mm-hmm. And I'm full Puerto Rican. Boricua. Boricua, pa que tu lo sepa, okay? All right, so anyway. um, Yes, yeah, so that looks like that. And then my sons are their dad is actually italian and black so they have some italian and some black and puerto rican in them and then my two girls they have the filipino black and puerto rican so it's just all blended so one big blended family how how was that like at the beginning when you were at the beginning stages of blending your family um because the kids were young it was easy to kind of incorporate everything for them I think me and me and my husband had more of a harder time adjusting to certain things because he was raised one way and then I was raised a different way and you know he came from a different background and also he knows more of his black side than his Filipino side. Mm, gotcha. So, cause he was, he was raised, I mean, he was born overseas, but by overseas, I mean like he was born in uh, the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And so he was born there, but then shortly after 
he was raised here since he was a baby. Like oh, okay. I'm talking maybe two, maybe one and a half, two, somewhere around there. Okay. So he, yeah. So I think it was an adjustment for me and him, honestly, because I know his grandmother is a Jehovah Witness mm. type of thing. Um, she didn't celebrate like the holidays, like they didn't have like Christmas tree up and they didn't do all that stuff. How did he grow up? Did he grow up celebrating the holidays or? Um, I think they, his mom did grow up with them, uh, you know, with their tradition of the holidays, but she wasn't like, um, crazy big about it like how my mom is kind of mm. like my mom goes crazy for Christmas so she wasn't like that but like she still celebrated Christmas for them mom so he Filipino his mom is Filipino his dad is black but um fun fact my brother got sent over to the Philippines my older brother because he was in the uh in the Marines so he got to go oh. to the Philippines yeah so I remember my baby shower, my mother-in-law and him were talking for a while because he got to experience some of like the Filipino styles down there while he was there, like the food and everything. So that it's awesome to see that kind of blend in. So our family kind of have met each other's family already. That's pretty, like, pretty good. Yeah, like we can all sit in a room together. And also like when I met my husband, he had kids already too. He had his own kids and I'm able to sit in the room with the mother of his kids and with him and their significant others. Like we'll sit there, chill, talk. It'd be a whole vibe. <laughs> so we're able to do that. I mean, it took a lot for us to all get here, but we're able to do that. And, and it has looked really, it's been, it's been nice though. Like I've gotten to learn a lot, I bet. a lot. A lot because in my household, it'd be like the Spanish music playing mm -hmm. all the time, Spanish. <laughs> and I was the awkward one in my room playing hip hop and R&B. My brother be in his room playing like his Spanish reggaeton. And then my mom be down there besides Samerengue, Bachata and all that stuff. <laughs> and I'm just the awkward one. I'm just like the okay, awkward awkward. one. That's just what you like. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, and I was growing up around other kids, like, in school that, you know, I was interested in their culture, their being, and I never really, you know, experienced nothing but welcoming love, so, from other cultures, so I can't really, you know, I can't really say that it wasn't nice. It was nice. I, I've been, it's been a fun ride. It's still, like, today, we're still kind of his his um sister just got married like a year ago so we're still now still blending families like this thanksgiving we're going to her mother-in-law's house oh that's so it's nice that we get to do that you know yeah and i get to learn even more and they be laughing at me because y'all know i'm puerto rican in my so what <laughs> what is the sister husband his wait her mother-in-law what's her nationality she, she's black oh okay yeah, but then in my um, in my family also we have like my little cousins are Mexicans, so I have some Mexicans in my family. Um, my nieces and my nephews are also Mexican, and my sister in law, 
So that's cool. We get oh, to yeah, blend it all the way around. <laughs> all the way around. It'd be so funny and lit. It, y'all don't understand. Like, it'd be fun. Everywhere we go, it'd be lit. <laughs> I bet. I bet. It's because when we go to my mother-in-law's house, she's married to a Puerto Rican. So she's already, you know, mm-hmm. already with the, you know, with the vibe. And then she dances. She danced better than me. Okay. She danced awesome. bachata better than me. So we're all blended in that way. And it's just, it's just, sometimes we laugh about it. That's like we lot. just sit there and laugh I about it. Have, I don't have that, that, that many. So, you uh, know, black and Puerto Rican. Right. And so my mom is Puerto Rican. Both my daddies are black. So I'm black, black, y'all. Like, right. Black. <laughs> All the people who try to tell me that I ain't black, I'm black. Both my daddy's black, and I'm saying it right now. Hundred mm, so, percent um, proof. Period. <laughs> um, and then my kids' dads, they're all black. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now my brother, my older brother, his dad is Italian and something. Okay. Italian, something else. So Michael is Italian and Puerto Rican and whatever. And then, you know, my stepdad, he's black. So my siblings, they're half black. So that's right. all we got. We just got that little, you know, concoction right there. All, all right. Time. So how do you how do you go about your so your so your black side, right? They kind of outweighs your Spanish side in a sense, right? Well, you would think I grew up with my Spanish side. Okay. Okay. I don't know my black side. I know my step black side of the family. Like I know them. Okay. But I don't know my biological black side of the family. But, you know, I grew up with the Puerto Ricans, with the the Boricuas. With the Boricuas. Okay. Okay. So So your upbringing, it looks more like Boricua style. You were brought up more in the... Boricua style way or like was think. it <laughs> my mama was a fake Puerto Rican <laughs> my mama my mama <clears throat> all right so look in my house all right so my mom she's the type of Puerto Rican where she's only going to speak Spanish if she needs to like she gonna speak Spanish at work you know she needs to but at home she didn't feel like she needed to so she didn't really speak Spanish at home Mm. black men so right, she cooked right. black food right right so we only got spanish she had to keep food. her man happy too you know what i'm listen, saying <laughs> listen this, we you only got spanish food on holidays okay or I mean, over to one of our aunts uh titis one of our titi okay. that's how we got some right. spanish food she cooked okay. spanish food once in a blue moon once in a blue moon but I yeah so that. we grew up i grew up with my puerto rican side but my mom she was always more tapped into like the black side you know like right right of course she was Puerto Rican, but yeah kind of more kind of like a little bit like me but but I'm still more on the like I still I still have a lot of my Puerto Rican traditions that I won't let down mm-hmm. even though I've like my kids are black all of them I still won't let down some of my traditional ways and cultural ways um However, I get it. You grow up in a Puerto Rican household, you're eating rice and beans every single 
day and you get tired of eating rice and beans now i love me some rice and beans don't get me wrong y'all don't hurt me don't hurt me i love me some rice and beans but you have it every day so now me raising my kids i cook the rice and beans but i let them have a break like i don't feed it to them every day because they don't get tired of it it (laughs) you gotta switch it out right you gotta switch it up and so i had to learn see i never so when i was introduced to certain foods it was like through my friends so the first time I was introduced to baked macaroni and cheese y'all yes big macaroni and cheese the first time I was in middle school and it was um it was my teacher making it and she's she wasn't black okay but she made some bomb like you know home act if you ever had like mm-hmm. home act in school well in this particular day, she was cooking green beans. Like we were, you know, we helped, but it was so bomb. I fell in love with it. And then I remember like saying to myself, like, I got to look for friends whose moms could cook this. Like, <laughs> I need some more of that. <laughs> I need some more. I need some and more. my mom, she's not going to cook this. So I'm like, dang, I got it. So I started um having like a whole lot of like, just getting in tune with other races and having different friends. Cause I even have white friends. Like I still have white friends to this day. Um, I've even, you know, so I just gotten very like curious about other cultures. And so I was like, mm, I got to start learning how to cook this. Once I got with the, with the boy's dad and then, you know, a little time passed by. I remember like going over to his mom's house and they had, I think it was a Thanksgiving or New Year's, or it was something, and they were cooking big. And it was some food that I didn't never eat before, like spinach. I never had that before. So I was looking at the plate like, oh my God, I gotta eat this, I gotta That's eat this, crazy. I gotta eat this, because I never had it. Mm-hmm. And now, today, you see me, I'm in the kitchen cooking collard greens, y'all, all right? Yeah. And I know yeah. they bomb because I got in some reviews from some people, so I know they bomb. I'm going to have to I, taste them. I'm going to have to taste them. Yes, and I make some good old baked mac and cheese, and I make some seafood baked mac and cheese. Oh, okay? I want some seafood. Can you make me some? Um, Can I put my request in now? I want some seafood <laughs> macaroni and cheese. She got so serious, y'all. <laughs> Of course, of course. I'm always in the kitchen slain. I love like I cooking and I love to learn. Like if you tell me it needs a little bit of something else or any like I'm gonna listen. Like trust me, I'm gonna mm-hmm. listen because it's not my cultural foods. So I wanna know the truth. Like is right. it coming out fire how y'all cook it or do I <laughs> right. have to tweak something? What, what we gotta do? Because I want it how y'all be having it. Like period. So my stepdaughters are my biggest critique. Mm, like they they'll treat. They tell me how it is. They'll tell me if that food is trash, bomb, in between, need a little, you know, a little more <laughs> uh, spices to it, a little more, more funny. Um, it's just, it just, it's fun to me to be able to sit with my kids and do these things with them that are also based upon their cultures mm-hmm. however I don't speak enough Spanish in the house I've been trying I've been trying y'all like this year I've spoken the most Spanish to the point where my daughter responds to me now in Spanish oh nice that's good so you I, I've been to. trying you got to don't don't let you try like me like no now, like I, I, could, I could so look so my sister I call her big dog y'all <laughs> big shout out to big dog 
But Big Dog, she hung around the Puerto Ricans, right? But she looks more morena. She looks more blue mm-hmm. than me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but she hung around the Puerto Ricans. So she and and she got lucky because um the school that she went to, the elementary school that we all fucking went to, they had <laughs> just started doing the fucking percent uh bilingual shit where they teach English and Spanish. They started that. Yeah. She, she was in kindergarten. Like, why y'all wait till she get to kindergarten? So anyway, mm-hmm. so not only do she hang with Puerto Ricans, she getting that shit in school. So my sister, she looked black, but she speak fluent Spanish. Fluent. So right. peep shit. I don't speak a lick of Spanish. Like I'll I'll mess around and I'll I'll try to, you know, get a sense. Say a little word in here. Yeah, yeah. A, little, <laughs> a little something, something here and there. Right. But my sister got comfortable talking shit about me to my mother in Spanish. Spanish. Oh shit. That I didn't know what the hell she was saying. So I I had to learn some okay. So I could follow a conversation, but actually speaking Spanish, I I have like my dialect is not the best. Like y'all see I fumble on words. I say shit weird. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just I can't roll my damn tongue. I mean, like, do the R, the R shit. The R, I, I, yeah. Do that. Do it. You know how to do the R? <laughs> <laughs> do the R. <laughs> Yo, she put me in a hot seat tonight, y'all. So, okay, so my last name is Torres, so I'm going to give it to y'all. Torres. See, I can't do that <laughs> shit. I can't do Torres. that. Torres. Yeah. Torres. Yeah, I've been trying to teach my kids how to do that, too. Um, they be laughing. They're like, Ma, I can't yeah. do it. I can't do it. Like, I can't do it. I feel like I feel like you need that to like really be able to pronounce some shit in Spanish. Some, yeah. So and Spanish isn't easy. Like, people could tell you that Spanish is easy, but one word can mean a million things. Like one word uh, literally can mean so much. And it's like because I've tried to like teach my husband and he can follow like a conversation. He knows when right. I'm talking about him. He be telling his boy like, all you got to listen for is Janine. She not going to say it the English way. She going to say it the real, real Spanish way. She be like, J.R., J.R., <laughs> J.R. And once I hear that J.R., I already know she talking about me. I just got to keep listening. If I hear bad words, I know it's bad. If I hear good stuff, like I know it's good. So he follows the conversation and it'd be so funny to watch him and my mom try to talk because my mom knows my mom knows how to speak English to defend herself, right? And mm-hmm. she talks English at work. But she's always gotten so y'all bullies out there. Okay, y'all some bullies. Okay, anyway. Um, she's always gotten like scared because people, bullies, okay, you you make fun of people when they're trying to learn the language. Yeah, we gotta stop making fun of people doggone bullies man so i'm making fun of people because then you shy them away from actually speaking it so she doesn't speak it outside of going to work or like trying to have a conversation with him like she'll like or want or she'll talk to my kids she'll be like do you guys want to eat what do you want to eat come downstairs like you know the basic stuff but they st- they laugh at grandma too. They be over here cracking jokes on grandma Spanish. So of course she's not gonna want to talk Spanish because y'all laughing, y'all making fun of her. Let her, you know, let her get, she's gonna have that accent because my mom was born in Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. raised in Puerto Rico. Always went to school Spanish. Like she was raised in a real you Puerto Rican in Puerto household. Rico too, right? 
I was born in Puerto Rico. Yes. That's dope. That's dope. Yes. And I lived in Puerto Rico till I was about maybe three or four years old. So we wow. came up here. So I've been I to, school. to Puerto Rico. Like I've been to Puerto Rico on a cruise and, you know, we stopped in, I want to say San Juan. Yeah. But like, I want to actually go to Puerto Rico and like really enjoy it. Like enjoy like the, mm-hmm. I want to, so I've been to Puerto Rico as a child and I like you, I want to go there and I want to enjoy it. Cause when I, I went, don't know. I went to see family. might have to take a trip to Puerto Rico. Yes, like I want to go. Yes, I want to go and like do all of like the history stuff. Like they have like a a forest down there called like a junque. They have like all these different things, and it's like I never gotten to go to those places. Like I always went to visit family, and we went to like the beach Mm -hmm. and just things that were local, you know, like the little plaza and things like that. But we never got to like go to those type of places. Have you ever? I think it's something. Have you ever wanted to move back? No, 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 I don't have to even think about that. But yeah, no, I never thought about moving to Puerto Rico. I was been offered the opportunity to go there and move there, but I just couldn't see like, this is my lifestyle. I grew up this way. Like I grew up, um, the closest I get to Puerto Rico is Florida. That's the closest I get because it's the palm trees in Florida. It's the hot weather. It's the beaches. That's the closest I'll get to ever moving to Puerto Rico. Like I'll never, I'll never stray that way. I don't think I ever want to do that, especially because I hear like the, the bad things about Puerto Rico, and I think that yeah. scares me. I hear the bad things and it scares me. Like I hear just about the names, the Chupacabra. <laughs> you funny? No, but like <clears throat> for real, be little girls out there. I'm telling you, ever since I heard about the Chupagada, I'm like, I ain't, I'm, I'm good. I ain't going here. Mm-mm. I'm good. <laughs> and I heard about the, uh, the, the, the roaches. Maybe like. Oh, the fly, the big, the big, big flying roaches. Mm, I heard about those. That's the only thing um, that scared me a little bit. Like, mm. honestly, like, um, I would love to just vacation there and just like have fun. That's one place like Puerto Rico where I would take my shoes off and walk on the ground. Like I live, like if you like, I'm in like my grandmother's backyard or something like that. I'm taking them shoes off. It's just a Puerto Rican thing to do. You don't walk outside in the yard with shoes on. You don't. You you barefooted. You running barefooted. Like I remember yeah, I, going I remember, down there. I remember all y'all Paradicans running around the jungle barefooted. Oh my god! You're, yes, me and my brother used to chase each other outside. Crazy. I didn't see that again until um we moved to the country. Well, we wasn't really in the country, but we moved to Alabama. And, For real, you know, you know the country. Yeah, they they gonna come outside with no uh no shoes on, barefoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the it's like the best childhood ever. Like I, I I want my daughter to run around in the grass, you know, you know, shoes on in her comfortable backyard. Like I want her to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Right. That to me as a kid, like it don't get no more fun than that. People put like price on childhood like memories you can't put a price on certain childhood memories but it's so it's crazy little things too, like depending where you live depends on how much you can tap into certain things like, exactly you know what i mean like mm-hmm. living in connecticut then i can't do that alabama <laughs> then now living in florida like every literally every state was different for us like adjusting 
adjusting to live versus mm. you know Alabama Connecticut you know I was used to certain things in Connecticut that's where I was born and raised then I moved to Alabama yeah the Chinese food my new favorite shit right you know like where, mm-hmm. where I'm gonna eat at now then I moved to Florida now I gotta find some new shit like so it'd be it'd be a little rough adjusting but production issues production I'm having- I was having production issues. Yeah, hold on. My stuff died. I got to charge it. I got to charge my stuff. You're taking my headphones off for a minute. It's hurting. I got to charge my, um, my put it on the charger. Yeah. So, um, but, but that's, that's crazy to me, right? Because even when I went to like Florida, like even, no, screw that. Moving from New Haven to Stratford, food is Food is totally different. Like this Chinese food out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Strapper Chinese food is trash. I don't care what y'all say. Strapper Chinese food is trash. It's trash. And I'm very bougie and I'm very, I'm sorry, I have to say, I'm very bougie when it comes to my food. Very picky when it comes to my food. And I just, it's certain places in Bridgeport where I'm just like, I'm not even touching it. Like just by looking at the outside of your establishment, mm-hmm. I don't want to eat from you. About to do it can't no Look, no already I'm, I'm real picky with my chinese food i ain't even gonna hold you like when i yeah. picky picky like i went years without eating it me too i've been years. eating it because i had a very bad experience and mm. if i talk about it i might i might start to to get sick yeah. but i'm not yeah. even gonna, gonna even go that far but i found a bomb ass chinese place out here like good right good. around the corner from the crib good. when i tell you it's so good i'm like okay okay period says period we got 10 minutes 10 minute window yeah so period says like i i literally i came down here i was like yo this chinese food out here in stratford is trash i ain't doing this no more i ain't doing this no more and then i only eat chinese food if i go in town that's the only time I eat Chinese food. If I go to down in New Haven and I haven't been, you know, like just to go out and chill in New Haven, I haven't been out there in a minute. So I haven't had Chinese food in a minute because I'm not having it. Like I'm not, and I'm not eating from any of these little corner stores because right. they're not the you, you, you're going to make sure it's from. worth it. You're going to make sure it's yeah. worth it. I'm sorry. I feel bad because that's kind of like putting down a small businesses in a way, right? But because I'm not supporting if you but, know because if you're not taking care of your establishment what makes you think somebody wants to eat there like that's stuff we're putting in our body but you right, know I was gonna mention too before um before we end up hitting a commercial break I was gonna mention so like with my husband he grew up military like both Ooh. his parents they're in the military and so I didn't grow up military like barely knowing anything about the military besides the basics, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then working in a hospital and then, you know, always taking care of veterans and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. grow like blending that into one household, even though my husband wasn't directly military, he had a lot of tendencies mm-hmm. that a military brat had you know what I mean like that was that was hard when we first like got under one roof 
where I'm mm-hmm. so uniform. Right. You know, I like agree. my parents' styles a little different. It it was like, did you? I agree. Anything like that, kind of. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I agree because I had that issue too because also his father was in the military. That's how he met his mom, you know, in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So, and then when he came down this way, when he came to live here and be raised over here, he was raised around, like I said, his black side of the family and his grandparents come from down South Georgia. They was around when all the uh, slavery and everything like that was going around. So for them, like you don't cuss in their households. Like, um, and I, I'm a potty mouth. I am. In my household, it was different. We was Puerto Rican. Everybody was saying it. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> was cussing. <laughs> it was like five years old cussing. No. Yes, <laughs> we should be ashamed, right? But hey, but in his, so it was hard because now we're we're blending families, right? And our kids, and it's been, and it's still some days where it's hard. It's still, even now, it's still some days where it's hard because of parenting, you know what I mean? We're parenting together and it's hard because you'll see it one way. I see it one way because you was raised this way and I was raised this way. And like you said, I I wasn't brought up in a household that, first of all, I didn't have a man in the household. So y'all got to understand, I'm trying to, I'm living with a man and I can't say it's like, for the for my very first time in my adulthood, even though we've been together for so long, you would think like, oh, they're already used to. No, it don't matter how long y'all been together. You're used to what you're used to and that person's used to what they're used to. And it's hard to break out of those things. And sometimes even when you break out of them, they still kind of come back, sneak in somewhere in the conversation. And you're like, wait a minute, but I thought we wasn't doing this no more. Okay. Oh, I thought we wasn't doing this no more. Like, you know, so it been hard. It been hard because I'm like, bro. It do be hard. Like, you really. I'm like, you being too be hard. You pick and choose your battles, like, for real. Like, you yeah. really pick and choose your battles. And then you, you want to blend your home in a way that both parties are comfortable. The kids are comfortable. Everything is kind of, like, comfortable as a home. You know, like, mm-hmm. you don't want nobody walking on eggshells or anything like that in the home so right right once you get to a point of so like with with me and my husband we were long distance right and then we closed the distance Mm -hmm. and when we closed the distance like when I say long distance I'm talking about I was in Connecticut he was in Alabama that's long distance that's very long you got to take a flight or take that you know 18 hour drive Mm-hmm. when we got to a point where okay we're gonna close the distance now it was it was a shock once we actually lived under one roof because we initially didn't live under one roof when I first moved to Alabama oh okay it took some time for us to find um the house that we rented so when we did get under one roof it was like you know, he went from, he didn't have kids. I had three kids when we met and then we had a child together. So he went from having none to four. And then when we moved to Alabama, now it goes from, he worrying about himself. Now he worrying about me and four kids and then himself. Mm-hmm. And then we had limited 
family in the area that could like directly help us or whatever. So it it was it was a lot of it it took a lot of uh patience to blend. Oh, and that's I the word. Tell you that that first go around didn't work. <laughs> when I tell you that, it'd be like that. Around didn't work. It'd we, be like that. We epically failed that first go around. Um, but I I do have to say now we're on the second go around and we we you know we've been doing real good we we don't mm-hmm. matured in a lot of ways and we have learned to pick and choose our battles we have learned to incorporate the kids and how uh how can we make this process easier as a whole as a family um because the one thing we don't want is you thinking oh okay i didn't drop that cup on the floor Although I see it on the floor, I ain't drop it on the floor, so I'm not going to pick it up. No, we all in this house together. Now, if you know who dropped it on the floor, then, yeah, you will correct the one that dropped it on the floor and let them know. Go pick that cup up. Don't Yeah, drop but it. don't walk. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, don't know. Don't buy it 50 times and don't pick it up. I get it. pick it up. I get it. I get <laughs> it. And that's the thing, too. Like, see, I that's where I say, like, I wasn't used to having a, uh, um, I didn't grow up with a guy in the household, a man in my household. So it's been hard to even adjust to it as like having my partnership because they, women are difficult, but men can be difficult. And I, my husband can be very, very like picky, difficult. And when he want to be petty, he could be very fucking petty. So, mm-hmm. and when I want to be petty, I could be very petty. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And it's not in a, like, not healthy way it's just you used to what you used to and then sometimes I kind of could trigger him too because I have ways that are of his mom because she grew up in an island and I, my mom grew up in an island so he feels like I, we're more connected in that sense so we kind of view life kind of the same mm. and we kind of do certain things the same and he's like although that's like I love that you're like this in a way, like certain times, it's like, ooh, she made me so much of my mom. Like, ooh. He feel like he dating his mama. Yeah, because when I be sitting here cleaning, and he be like, you're, I, I, like, I'll be sitting here cleaning something, and we'll get into something about any little thing. And he'll be like, why are you talking to me like that? You ain't my mom. And I'm like, I'm not trying to be a Yo, mom. you be spazzing, too. I ain't even going to hold you. I'm not trying to be a mom. Be no, because spazzing. when I'm like, I said it like last night, I talked nicely twice and I asked my daughter twice to do something twice nicely. The third time, you're not going to get it. Like, you're not going to get it nicely. Now I'm coming for you. Stop. And it's like, they like to hear that. They don't understand the nice side. And my husband is not. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, and my husband be bugging because he swear up and down that, oh, you know, he don't like that. But in a a way, like you, you do that. You, you'll, you'll literally do this to get that reaction and then go off somewhere laughing about it because you done pissed me the hell off. Because he likes to see me pissed the hell off. He's like, oh, that's sexy to me. That shit ain't sexy to me, though. He's like, I, I love to see you pissed off. I can piss you the hell off. And then, you know, later on at night, it's like, <laughs> you're not mad no more. Come oh, here. No one. I'm like, you're aggravating. He pissed you off to make up. Yes. I'm like, you're so aggravating. Blending the family, like, co-parenting wise to where everybody was like, you know, Seeing the bigger picture, which is the kids and not us. Actually, I definitely want to, uh, when we come back from the commercial break, I definitely want to talk about that 
All right, VVV family, I'm telling y'all right now, y'all want to lock in with Royal Royale CEO. Go to her TikTok, go to the link in her bio, check out her About Time ebook, y'all. I promise y'all, I've done the ebook myself. I'm not 100% finished, but I've done the work. And when I tell y'all, it has been amazing to us being able to start Venti's Venting and Vibing to accomplish personal goals. Y'all, holla at my girl, Royal Royale CEO. Y'all can find her on TikTok at Royal The Honest Friend. Y'all can find her on Facebook and Instagram, Royal Royale CEO. Y'all better tap in. We're back. I'm out here looking nice Back today. in the building. We back from a commercial break, y'all. So we hopping back into it. We about to talk about um, blending our immediate families and we're not gonna go into too much detail but you know we do have uh multiple baby daddies baby mamas in the equation so Mm -hmm. all 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 I want you to do Millie J is I want you to rate each uh co-parent relationship complicated easy difficult in the middle like just give it a rating if each co-parent so like a rating for now or like how it is now or how it used to be? Wherever we ain't start with say, we, we're not where we where we used to be. <laughs> but okay, so if it was if it was ever complicated, label it complicated. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so I um the relationship, okay, so the co-parenting with the boys die complicated all the way around still is to this day boom got one out the way um my stepdaughter's moms complicated but then easy and we good we good we all good now um and my husband's son his mom that is I guess for me and her, easy, but for them, complicated. Yeah, I don't have no, I don't have no beef with none of the baby mamas. I love all of them. <laughs> I really do. I'm gonna keep it real. I love all of them. Um, they've always treated my even my kids nicely. So that's like, good. I, I I got both experiences with that. Like, so I got uh, I got multiple baby daddies. So <laughs> how many baby daddies um, you got? I got three. I have three okay. baby daddies. Um, my first baby daddy. I'm gonna say um complicated because that was the one that we became team parents together. So I'm gonna say complicated. Um now I have a baby mama through him. I actually have two baby mamas, but I have one big mama through him that you know she's in the picture now with him and she's my kid's stepmom so we we do more of the co-parenting than me and my first baby father like Mm -hmm. and him don't talk and then my kids with him are older like one is 19 one is 17 so we don't have to do a whole lot of communicating you get what I'm saying but I Mm -hmm. like I do the co-parenting with the baby mama 
So she my baby mama. And if y'all ever join my live on TikTok, y'all gonna see her in the comments. I call her my baby mama. She call me her baby mama. She my baby mama. So, you know, we're talking about years and years and years of stuff. And then my second baby daddy, complicated, hands down, complicated. We have gotten better because my son with him is 14. So I don't have to do too much communicating with him, right? Um, mm -hmm. My husband, you know, complicated. And then his baby mama, complicated as fuck. <laughs> I like how you did and, that. And we're going to leave that right there. You emphasize <laughs> the shit out of that. <laughs> you put so much emphasis on that. And we're going to leave that right there. Mm. Okay. I mean, it's just co-parenting all in all, I feel like can be complicated for anybody. Oh, yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy. First of all, the first step that you have to get over and I speak for the moms, I don't know about the dads, but for myself, the first step is you have to share your kids. Mm. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. Like sharing my babies is Let like, me tell you. Ugh. I I have uh unknowingly shared my kids. Um, you know, not knowing that my kids are being shared in the past growing up, but when the first female that I actually uh shared my kids with we're like when I tell you me and her locked in for life locked in for life and that's why I said I got two baby mamas from my first baby daddy she's the mm. one that's not no longer in the picture with him but um she she's still in my life and she's still in my kids life like mm. yeah I gain. Gotcha. You gain an extra. Life. Yeah. yeah. Another person in your, you know, in your village for your kids. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I always say the more the merrier. You know what I'm saying? Like. But it, it, it didn't start out easy. It, it definitely started out complicated. But she was the first person that could, that came to me and expressed the love that she felt for my kids. And it was outside of what she felt for their dad. You know, because right. their dad, he was a popular person in high school. He was a popular, you know, if if you know who he is, you know. He was popular. Yeah, you know. A lot of girls that wanted to be around my kids just on the strength of who their dad was or is, mm -hmm. whatever. You know what I mean? Like, so, right, right. but she was the first one who actually, like, came to me face to face and was like hey can we have a conversation type shit like after it was complicated it was can we have a conversation and she was like you know this is how I feel about you know your kids and I've been building a bond with them for x amount of time and this is me not knowing that she's been in my kid's life but for her to you know be open and transparent and honest with me about what her relationship is with my kids that I didn't know about it let me know that, okay, this person really is serious about my kids and it's a bigger picture than just me, you know, like, um, do, do I want to share my kids? No, I don't, especially not with a female that I don't know nothing about, but you know what, let me, let me see what she about. Let me get to know her. Let me, you know, she wanted to start planning birthday parties with me for the kids. Like she wanted to, um, be able for us to like all get up at one spot and there not be any issues because you know she's she was with him 
I was no longer, I removed myself from the equation. Right. They continue on. And then I met my husband. And so that, so, you know, it, it, some, and some people thought that was really weird. Some people thought like when me and her actually, like it went from us being cordial to planning birthday parties, to planning, planning gatherings, to me and her getting up, just me and her, no kids. Like, where you at? What you doing? We meeting up. And right. it got to that point. A lot of people were uncomfortable with that and didn't know how to handle that and thought it was weird. And me and her just like to this day, we laugh about that because like that was like the best thing to know that this person genuinely loved my kids and I can trust this person with my kids. I trust her, uh, her opinion. I trust her, her look on things. Hell, it was times I would call her up like, hey, you need to talk to uh talk to your daughter. Because mm-hmm. I can get through to her. Maybe you can. Shit, it takes a village. It does take a village. I need it all does. the help. I need all the help. It's it, in my way. That's right. Especially kids. You know, these kids are comp you know, it's hard being a parent. Yeah. You're trying to stay grounded and keep your kids grounded at, you know keep them level-headed because kids can kids can get they can get the greatest things from us inside of our home but go outside and get influenced by the wrong things so keeping that village alive for them and knowing that they're not just hearing it from just mom and just dad like they got other people that are telling them Mm -hmm. like that's crazy because that's a lot of what venti's venting and vibing is all about it is creating this village this village we can come together and we can have our venties and we can pour it out and we can really have some difficult conversations we can have some fun conversations trust and believe there's going to be some laughs in the midst of tears like it's it's you're gonna get it all so you might want to join the vvv family Mm -hmm. make sure you follow us on all platforms youtube make sure Listen, y'all, let me let me just let me say this real quick. We need to get to 50 subscribers on YouTube. Yes, that's what I heard. Billy J, why we need 50 subscribers? What we trying so to that do? We can, so we can do a live stream of our podcast. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, that's what I hear. That's what I um research. So if you guys know different, let us know. But definitely like subscribe. Like it's just a click, click. We appreciate it so much. We 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 want to do things for y'all, but we can't do nothing for y'all if y'all not you know engaging. You know what I mean? Help us mm-hmm. grow, so we all can grow and we can have this village that we're talking about, like a village where we all come together and we support each other and all the endeavors that we have individually, as long as you know, as well as within our communities and within our families and our homes. Like let's let's you know let's just be a family. And it's not and and you know not just the moms. You know dads are welcome too. You everybody, know everybody, everybody, everybody. It's not this ain't the mom show, y'all. Just to let y'all know, <laughs> we supporting everybody around Period. here. So, and with that being said, um, I wanted to talk about uh, I wanted to ask you a question, right? Because based on your culture, right? Based on whom you are, you're so you're mixed, mm-hmm. right? And I'm full Puerto Rican, but my kids are all mixed. Have you ever faced any type of 
bullying, shaming, racist, anything mm-hmm. of that nature. Of course, of course. Oh my God. The biggest How thing, do you feel about it? The biggest thing, all right. So growing up, the biggest thing that I used to get picked on about was my hair. My hair and my complexion. Um and you know, we 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 didn't come up having it all. Like we had what we needed. So I didn't have the latest and the greatest, you know, sneakers mm-hmm. and clothes and name brand and all that stuff. So, you know, of course I got picked on because of that, but a lot I got picked on because of my looks. And it's so crazy. The crazy thing is like I used to get picked on because of how pretty I was. Mm-hmm. But it's so crazy because I hated my beauty. Mm-hmm. Like when I tell you I hated my beauty because I felt like my beauty is what was the door that opened up the molestation. And so I hated that shit. Like I I looked in the mirror and I would hate looking in the mirror because, you know, I know I, I saw beauty, but I hated the fact that I saw beauty because I knew what my beauty made people do to me, mm-hmm. you know, against my will. And so these girls in school, y'all motherfuckers sitting up here hating on me about how pretty I hear and shit. But y'all motherfuckers don't realize I hate this shit. Like, I get it. And while you was going through something deep, too. Yeah. Yeah, you were being right. So it was like you was getting it whenever you was at school, but then you also at school. Yeah, it it was crazy. It was crazy. It was just like, man, I don't want this Mm. shit. So that was like one thing that that really stuck with me as I grew up. And then I I started to develop, um, as I started to heal, you know, from a lot of, or what I thought was healing at the time, um, I started to, you know, find my beauty again. I started to feel, you know, feel cute and sexy and shit like that, you know, got my little groove back. You know what I mean? So like, got her groove back. Yeah, That's right. like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, I am pretty, yeah. But, you know, I still I still have sometimes where I have lack of confidence because of how I, you know, viewed my beauty at, at a point in my life, you know? So, mm-hmm. What about you, Millie J? So I, I faced it growing up because um, I'm too Puerto Rican to hang out with the Puerto Ricans. I mean, I'm too... I'm I'm not enough Puerto Rican to hang out with the Puerto Ricans. Mm-hmm. There we go. That's what I wanted to say. So I'm not Puerto Rican enough to hang out with the Puerto Ricans. And what I mean by that is I may not have the same likes as them. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I'm not listening to, I listen to reggaeton, but that's not like on blast every single day in my house. You know what I'm saying? I'm not that true Puerto Rican. You know? That's right. a different type. I'm true Puerto Rican in the kitchen. In the kitchen, all bets is off. Yeah, I'm true Puerto Rican in there. I got to get that me right, you know, whatever. I'm going to get my hands in there and do it. But when it comes to, like, the music, the dancing, all that stuff, I never fit in anywhere. Mm. Okay? Because I was never Black, so I can't say Black, okay? And then so y'all would sit there and, and push me to the side, little old Puerto Rican me. <laughs> <laughs> and I had some welcoming friends, like I had some really good friends, but also I had the people that weren't like at one point 
in the projects, I had a couple of like morenitas that wanted to like freaking jump me. And God knows what the hell I said. I don't even remember what I said, but they wanted to jump me. And I was little, yeah. I was like maybe eight years old, eight or nine. So it started back then. It started very early because that's the thing. Like they start to bring- in the jungle too. More, yeah, like no, but like I don't want I don't want this to sound wrong because I'm I have children that are black and I love you guys's um culture and community, right? But when we want to learn, like when I wanted to learn and I was seeking those friendships and I was starting to carry myself in a like finding me and the things I like, like how how I like to dress, you know what I mean, like. When I started doing all these changes within myself, and this is just me, a little girl at home, I didn't have a sister. Like I had my brother, but he was off doing his own thing in his own cultural way, whatever he wanted to do. So therefore it was just me. And it was hard because it, it, it would be like, oh, she, she wants to be black or she wants to act like she's black. And, and that was never it, right? Like. I literally would watch all the shows and everything in my room by myself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I even had my mom take me to watch Save the Last Dance. So my mom, she be watching other stuff, you know, novellas and shit like that. So I had her bring me to watch Save the Last Dance. Like I wanted to get so in tune with everything. And I feel like every time I try to do that, somebody try to like, oh, you're not black. Don't you think I know that? I know that I'm not Black. I'm not trying to be Black. I love your culture. Is it wrong for me to love your culture? I is mean, it wrong? That, that is such a, a sticky, like, conversation, right? Because you get that a lot from many different angles in many different cultures. Because, you know, every culture do other things that other culture do. Might do it in a different way or just hey, I like how this culture does that. I'm going to do it too. Like, whatever. It, it. I don't never necessarily see anything wrong with like, oh, well, you're not black, so you can't do it. You're not Puerto Rican, right, so you can't do it. You're not Mexican, right. so you can't do it. You're not Filipino, so you can't do it. Like, I never really seen things in that light. And I just feel like um, it gets sticky when you look at it a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why with me, like, with my hair braiding, like, I braid anybody here. If you got right. it, I can braid it. Right. And it's just, to me, it's just wrong because, like, even my daughter, right, she she also feels like she doesn't fit in. And I feel bad for her, right? Because, so she's Puerto Rican, she's Black, and she's Filipino. So when she goes to school, we live in Stratford, right? And I don't care if y'all know that. But we live in this like little town or whatever. And where she goes to school, she goes to school with a lot of Spanish kids, but she also goes to school with a lot of cute white girls that have like the cute blonde hair, right? And um, so sometimes she doesn't know exactly where to kind of fit in it because she don't know enough Spanish, but she tries to still like, she will be like, mom, I, I got like, when there was like a new Spanish student that came into her class, she was like, I don't really understand what she's saying, but I'm still trying to be her friend, mm -hmm. right? 
And then now that, you know, if another Spanish girl meets another Spanish girl, now they're talking and then now she kind of feels left out. And then, you know, you got the two other ones over here that are blondes and they're hanging out and she's just kind of. And then you have the other black girls over there that are hanging out, but they're doing them. And she's just kind of like trying to fit in somewhere. Somewhere. You know, I'm trying to fit in. And I can't. How do you handle that? Like when she comes home and she feels like that or she tells you about it? Because I, I, I know I, she be dropping that tea. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's so hard to talk to her because she'd be like, no, ma. Like, I'm not trying to hear that. <laughs> I be trying to take, I, I try to teach her the good stuff in a good way. And I try to give her good feedback so that she's not a hateful child or become like a a racist child or a hateful child just because she feels like she's being left out in certain situations in school. So, and I'm also not the parent that lets my kids stay the night out at other kids' houses. So therefore, whenever there are like play dates or or like a sleepover, she can't go. Even if she is invited, she not going. I don't care. You're not going to stay the night in anyone else's house. So it makes it hard for her. So when I talk to her, I, I let her know like you have many different cultures in one little person. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so it's always going to be a little hard for you to identify yourself to others. But as long as you know who you are, you don't really have to focus too much on identifying yourself to others. You just go with the flow and you just be who you are. Just be transparent in who you are. Don't try to be nobody that you're not. You can't be somebody that you're not. You know what I'm saying? Um, I never tried to be anybody that I'm not. So it was hard for me because I just didn't find my groove in listening to certain music or doing certain things. But again, I'm not, you know, like if I could have a fluent conversation with you in Spanish, but it's still certain words in Spanish that like, I would say they're slang Spanish words. Mm-hmm. And I just ain't grow up saying it. Like they say certain things in Puerto Rico that I'm just like, huh, what's that? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I thought that lying was like mentira, which is like, you're lying, right? So mentira. But if you go to Puerto Rico, they start saying fecas. And I'm like, what the heck is that? You know, I remember asking my mom, like, what is feca? And she's like, that's also like somebody that lies. Like, oh. And I'm like, what? So they have like little slang. So it's it's kind of hard because I've had many Spanish friends. I love all my friends. I love off from every different culture. Okay. I love every single culture. I'm very like, that's just like what I like. I like to dig into other cultures because we already live in a world where we're so everybody's so distant mm-hmm. neighbors aren't neighbors anymore i don't I'm think i know. ever knew how to be a neighbor i ain't even gonna hold you i don't think i, I ever really knew I, I was never the type like because i've been on my own since i was 18 i was never the type to really get to know my neighbors except for one place it was one one apartment i had that i got to know my neighbors but other than that like it yeah Mm-mm. I've gotten I've gotten to know all like my na- like most of my neighbors and I've gotten you know I I built like good relationships with some of my neighbors and it, it it's nice I I feel like I just grew up that way in the projects where everybody kind of talked to everybody yeah once I left the projects I never got that 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 feel that feel back yeah I never you don't get that, that feel. no matter how much you try you still don't get that feel back yeah like but I still try it's so crazy because 
even now, like to this day, like people talk to my husband, but they don't conversate with me. And I'm like, why are they always conversating with you? He's like, because you look mean as fuck. Like, who wants oh, to I get up there and talk to you? Like, <laughs> I get the theme. My husband's very talkative, outgoing with everybody. If you know him, you know what I'm talking hey, about. I be and... trying to spy when I see people to see if they're going to conversate with me. They be like, hi, keep it moving. Um, I'm more socially awkward. So if I see somebody, I'll be like, oh my God. Like, oh my god oh my god oh my god like i mean i'll be like oh my god oh my god oh my god like i don't even want to you know i don't even want to interact get like, nervous. yeah i get in like sometimes i would like sit in the car it's just like wait for my neighbor to go up and then i'll go up if i didn't want to speak but it's just certain moments where i just don't want to speak to anybody but if i'm in a speaking mood i'll speak right but i have built relationships with neighbors before and i don't see anything wrong with it i just feel i feel like no, it's definitely nothing wrong with it. I just don't, I just, I feel like definitely like when I get a house, I'm definitely going to be real neighborly. Hopefully, I'm hoping I do. I mean, not too neighborly. You know what I'm saying? Not like that, but I feel like. You, you know, know, be kind to your neighbors, of course. Like, look out for them. Don't like, buy when the package like, came in. So-and-so yeah. live over here. So-and-so live over here. So-and-so live over here. Like, I can't tell you who live in these apartments near me. Right, right. I can't tell you not one name. That's crazy. I can I can tell describe some of the people because I see them as we come in and out, but I don't know a name. Not one name. That's crazy. That's horrible. Um, yeah, I know I it's crazy because I know my neighbor's husband's name, but I don't know her name. But I know the husband's name because he talks to my husband. I don't even know his wife's name, but I speak to her all the time. I see right. her up like, hi, how you doing? She be helping me bringing up groceries if she see me struggling with the baby and stuff. <laughs> She's so nice. I just don't, I'm not good with names. I just forget. So, I'm not good with names either. I ain't even going to front. But to a sense, you know, um, just stop shaming people and bullying them and, and, and making them feel like, your race doesn't want them to be a part of them. Because if we're willing to learn, teach us. If we're doing something wrong, let us know we're doing something wrong. If we spoke the wrong way, we said something wrong, let us it's know we're doing it. Going to the vent cap. Yes, going straight into the vent cap. Get into the vent cap, because last episode, we didn't do a vent cap. So we got Yeah, so, so that's it. That's all I got for y'all. Just stop shaming people. Stop, you know, be be nice, be kind, spread love, not hate, and um teach. Teach others. Teach others about your cultures. If they're if they're not, they don't know about it. Teach them something, because I'm open. Like I, I don't want y'all to think I'm racist by any means. That's just how I felt as a little girl growing up. I felt very judged for my likes and my dislikes. But that does not mean that I don't love the cultures and I didn't keep um trying to learn. And even still, I still try to learn because I don't know everything because I didn't grow up in y'all households so right. therefore um i need y'all to look in the mirror very closely look at in the mirror analyze yourself okay think about who you want to be who you desire to be and be that and only that okay and just uh on the next episode we gonna be talking about some self-reflecting self-reflecting okay so we're going to go roll over on to the next episode. I want to know about y'all. What has it taken or what will it take for you to do some self-reflecting of your own? Mm. Of your own. 
so, got we got face the woman in the mirror, the man in the mirror. You know what I'm saying? Period. And we definitely mm-hmm. want to hear from y'all. So make sure y'all hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Hit us up on YouTube, Venti's Venton and Vibin'. Literally, everything is Venti's Venton and Vibin'. Everything. Email is Venti's Venton and Vibin' at gmail.com. When I tell y'all, if you go on any of these platforms, you're going to be able to find what's going on, the latest. You can contact us. You can join the conversation. You can definitely share your story or if 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 there was a question that you had, whatever it is. Or a topic that you guys want us to discuss. Mm, that part. You know, we 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 want we want to give you guys what you want to hear. You know, we we want you to hear what we have to say, but we want ultimately to engage with you all and we want you all to engage with us. So oh, don't forget to subscribe. Yes, subscribe. But before we go, I wanted to say that Megan Ashley dropped her first episode. I haven't listened to it. Did you listen? Yes, I listened to the whole thing. Um, her podcast is called In Totality. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that. Yeah, it's 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 real. I was like, okay. And you know, I wanna also say I was editing the video for the episode that's dropping tomorrow. Well, tomorrow because we're recording the day before but um I realized that I was like grinning and all that stuff y'all I was nervous talking about no for sure because I definitely don't want people to think that we're bashing in any type of way or anything like that and this is our first time really discussing another podcast on Venti's Venting and Vibing so I noticed I kind of was smiling a little bit but it really was it was a more of a nervous smile but we I'm definitely happy to see that Megan has started her podcast um in totality. Y'all should definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. I listened to the first episode. Um, it was great. I'm proud of her. I'm very, very proud of her. Um, yeah, make sure y'all 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 tap in. Yeah, I haven't listened, but I'm gonna go and um listen to it. If I don't listen tonight, I'll probably listen tomorrow in the morning. But um yeah. I don't the refill, I don't think sis. To, I, yeah, and I don't think you need to apologize. Yes, and don't be apologizing to the, to to anybody. You you were smiling, you were smiling. <laughs> I'll be smiling when I'm nervous all the time. So don't don't be judging me. No, but when can I can I get a read? I, like, <laughs> I was like, why? Like people gonna be like, she over there grinning. But so, no, I literally. I look back at every single episode and I'm like, I'm always laughing when I'm not supposed to laugh, but that's just my nervous laugh. So, I mean, if you know me, then you know, like, she's just up there nervous. That's right. it. And my mama would tell you. Yeah. All right. We got to go. Can we get a refill? Look, you hear it? On the next episode with a refill of self-reflection, make sure y'all hit us up. Join the conversation. We love y'all. We love ya.